Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special Masters edition of the Line Movers Network Putting for Dope Bot podcast. This is Ian Robbins here with your weekly look into the PGA Tour, and we are at Augusta National for the Masters. I keep first major of the year, the biggest one of them all, the fight battle for the green jacket. Uh, Masters is unique in its own way. I'll talk about a little bit of that and uh, talk about the course at Augusta National and some of the top players. So what do we have going with the Masters this week? The course at Augusta, Augusta National Golf Club, and this is in Augusta, Georgia, a traditional place. Course has been uh, tinkered with, certainly. So what are we looking at here back in a traditional April spot right after the, the championship week, the NCAA championship game? We have a par 72, 7,500-yard course. It's been lengthened and tinkered with a little bit, uh, a little bit in the last uh, couple of years, especially this year, a couple of big changes talked about. But what do we typically see at this course? Like I said, this course is par 72, 7,500 yards. It's fairly long, but it's forgiving. It's, it's very forgiving off the tee. Um, it's really, really hard to miss fairways. Fairways are big and wide and easy to hit. Now, the key and the tricky part at Augusta National is the bent grass greens and around the green areas there. So it's pretty easy to hit the fairway. Uh, not a lot of trouble off the tee. Rough isn't that thick. Pretty easy to get there, but... It is very, very tricky course to, first of all, place the ball close to the pin on the tee and then work around the green. So what do we see? We see greens that are very, very, very difficult to hit because they're changing elevation. So the hole could be a a totally different elevation on one part of the green than another part of the green, which makes your landing areas very, very accurate and precise. It also makes it a little bit harder to um, work your way uh, around the green if you get into trouble because you'll see a lot of balls roll off the green. You might see a putt go one foot too long, and then all of a sudden that ball goes rolling another 20 feet. Um, what A lot of the changes that they made this year around the green to Augusta where they shaved some of the roughs down around the green. And what does that do? It takes away the, the stopping points for the ball. So if you have a ball that just misses part of the green and is on the wrong part of the hill, it's going to roll on for a long time, which makes your around the green game, especially important to succeed here at Augusta. So while the course is naturally short or the course is naturally long, but easy to hit off the tee. So you're looking at, all right, players who hit the ball long, it's going to be key players that um, control their, their shot, their second shot, which is what you can hear, control their second shot, are going to be really successful here. And players who are good around the green, who could avoid bogeys, avoid blow-up holes, are good lag putters. Not necessarily great putters, but good lag putters who are going to have success here. These greens are very fast. They're bent grass, first bent grass we've seen in a year. And very unique because of the elevation. Uh, so it's a little bit about the course. Course history here is key. A couple of rules at Augusta is you don't have a lot of having any green books. Now, in any course issue, you're not allowed to have any green books, but it's never been the case. So experience around the green, experience around the course, knowing the ins and outs, knowing the tricks, how to work around such a uniquely designed course 
has shown here. And players who do well here tend to do well over time. Players who struggle here tend to struggle. Players who have experience tend to get better. So what are we looking for? We're looking for improvement over the last couple attempts at it. We're looking for players who have played well here when they, they feel like they're at home. And we're looking for players um, who are just kind of gaining that experience ground and maybe have somebody new that's working with them as a caddy who has some experience. Um, so definitely is a course history course, and that helps you fill out some daily fantasy lineups, helps you with some matchups, um, helps you with some, some of those prop bets. Now, this course is a very small field. It's only about 90 players. And of those 90 players, you could throw about 20 of them out because you're talking about any player who's a former champion, no matter what age, as long as they can still play somewhat, are going to be invited to play. So that means you're talking about players like Sandy Lyle and Larry Mize, players who are in their 70s, who have won. Jose Maria Olathabo, who is older, who has won. Uh, he's playing Vijay Singh, Fred Couples, players who don't really have a chance to, to contend. So they make up part of the field. You're talking about amateurs who are also going to make up part of the field that aren't really, you know, they might be able to finish in the top 30, but you don't really necessarily look at them as contenders. <laughs> One unique name, Bernard Longer at 63, I believe, a couple of years ago was the oldest player to ever make the cut. Um, and he just, he's a master. He won, he won this tournament twice in the 80s and he's still crushing in the champions tour. But again, really a threat to win? Probably not. Uh, so you're looking at players in that nature and players in there who fill out the field through different invites in different ways that um, they're filling out. So you, you take the 90, you probably eliminate 20, 25 right off the bat. Um, any player ranked inside the top 50 worldwide are in there. Any players who have won a tournament in the past year are in there. And then certain things, you have a player who finished in top 10, top 12 of the Masters last year, like Robert McIntyre who's shown success, success there, he's going to be invited to get players who finish in the top four of a major, like Guido Migliazzi, who has been struggling recently overseas. He's in this field. So this is how this field is rounded out. So of the 90, you're going to see, you can eliminate probably 20. And of those 90, top 50 with ties are going to make the cut. So it's really easy to make the cut here. Um, so that's why it's really important to kind of get your top end right, especially if you're trying to fill out Dan Lit. Daily, daily fantasy lineup, a top 10, top five, and trying to pick some winners out of this. Of course, we have the best players in the world competing here. So let's see what we got. And the other thing to look at before we talk about the handicap of the players specifically is the weather. Now, the weather forecast, I'm recording this Monday night. Of course, it's still a couple of days out, but you're supposed to, we're expecting to see some rain early on in the week. And what the rain is going to do to the course is it's going to make it a little bit softer and receiving. So what does that mean? That means that on the green, it's going to be a little bit easier to hit. But what they're going to do is they're going to be able to drain and, and dry those greens out. So the only way that the rain's really going to affect it, if we see rain Thursday, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, Thursday during the day, Thursday night into Friday morning, the wind is supposed to pick up Friday, which will definitely have an effect. Again, the experience of how to deal with the wind on this hilly, elevated course is going to come into play. But the rain will also soften up the fairways. And what those means is the ball will not roll. If the ball doesn't roll, roll, the course plays even longer. So you're looking at different players, players who hit low cuts off the tee. They expect the ball to roll out and gain an extra 30, 40 yards off the tee. Players who hit the high ball off the tee, think Rory, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, they are going to be a little bit more advantage because they could go over trees and get a little bit more distance that way. So the course is going to play a little bit longer 
about three, 400 yards longer as a whole, if that rain is heavy and the fairway does not get that much roll. Um, so that's another thing to look at there. Let's talk about players. John Rahm. John Rahm is, without winning, has some of the best course history at the Masters. He's finished in the top um, top 10 the last years. He's never finished outside the top 20. He is just absolute stud. He just lost his number one ranking in the world. And that's a question mark. How much motivation is that going to play? And now he's got that title taken away from him. Um, played a little bit better at the match, but he lost to Brooks in the, in the, in the round of 16. Um, but, you know, he had a chance to win the short game. It was always the, the, the ball striking was there. The putting was always the question mark. He's got experience. He's plays well at this course around. It's definitely, definitely a threat um, at this course. My favorite player in this is going to be Justin Thomas. And I think he's going to be a popular player um, if you're listening and reading around. But the reason why Justin Thomas is going to be so popular to me is just his recent form coming in, which he's just been playing outstanding. He's been finishing in the top uh, parts of tournaments, threatening to win, threatening to win, but not actually getting over the, over the hump yet. And JT has also been a ball striking just master. He's just been a whiz with his with his iron play and his approach play. He puts the ball wherever he wants it. He's also his around the green game has actually been pretty good as well. But I think the big advantage for JT coming in, and he did play well here last year, is his new caddy bones. Uh, is is Phil Mickelson's old caddy? He's won Masters before. He has a, a innate knowledge of this course, and since Bones has been working with Justin Thomas, he has just. They, they take off. Justin Thomas won the players last year. Uh, he was on an absolute tear. And I think this is his time to take down the Green Jacket. And uh, Justin Thomas is definitely going to be a popular play. He's been my top play, my top pick. And it'd be one of the few guys that take at the top of the board uh, with an outright initially. Try to look for some in-play spots. I think Scotty Scheffler's an easy person to see. Play well with his uh, ball flight, with his um, recent form, with his touch around the green. Uh, question is, can he continue his run? Can he win four, four tournaments in his last six with these immaculate, amazing fields? I mean, it, he's he's certainly got the talent to do it. Cam Smith, uh, defending players champion, he uh, has been all again dominant this year, won the tournament champions, which is another uh, course that kind of relates well uh, off just a, a bomber's paradise, kind of hit the ball wherever, receptive, fairways, Second shot course that Cam Smith won in Kapalua, and he won the players. Uh, he's a wizard around the greens, great putter. Um, Cam Smith plays well in these harder courses. He's played well at the Masters before. His number has drifted into the elite range. Have to prove it to see if he's there, um, but Cam Smith certainly has a chance. And the other guy I think would have a chance in this would be Dustin Johnson. He's really turned his game around. Of course, he won a couple of years ago, but that was in November. It was a little bit different course. He, he won the the but the lowest score in history, I think this course is going to play a little bit harder than when he won it a couple of years ago in November. But DJ has been turning his game around, made that final four of the group, the, the, the match play. And you can just see that his ball striking is there. And uh, this course, you know, of course he's played well at this course as a, as a former champion here. But uh, if I move down to the middle of the board, I'm just going to look at a couple of players who I think do have a, a shot and maybe contending, but either their, their ball striking ability, their work around the green, their current form, Daniel Berger, I think of. Berger plays these tough fields. His hard course, he actually didn't qualify for the Masters. 
a couple of years ago as one of the top players. But uh, Berger does has played this good, good, good course history in this course. He's a great long iron player, great approach player. Has played a lot of these tougher field, these tougher conditions well. Uh, certainly understands the winds of the southeast, playing on uh, wet courses, growing up in Florida. And Berger is is that kind of guy that just really avoids trouble. We see him at the harder courses, avoid trouble, and hang around. I think Berger's got a real shot here. Another guy who's been coming into form, played really well here last year. Corey Connors has good. Corey Connors has getting gotten better at Augusta. We, we've seen his form kind of come back into play. You know, starting with the match play and uh, coming back with it. You saw a couple tournaments leading to it last week. Played well as well at the Valero. And uh, Connors is a guy. His long iron play is great. Um, He's not a great putter, but I think he's neutralized a little bit with uh, just such hard putting that goes on here. If he could do his typical ball striking uh, wizardry that he has, show his talent through that. I think Connors is certainly a guy who could be in contention at the end there. One guy who I think really has a chance to shine is Joaquin Neiman. Now, Neiman won the Riviera, the Genesis, the Riviera this year. Riviera is one of the most comparable courses to Augusta, just the way that the course is set up, the ball striking, the um, shot control, ball control that you have to have and the work around the green. And, and Neiman won that wire to wire kind of going away. And with Joaquin, I think you have a player who uh, might be a little bit overlooked. Um, his talent is there, hits the ball high. He uh, has played well at the comp courses. He doesn't have great history, but he's he missed the cut his first time out. He played better his last time out. You could see just, you know, takes time. It takes a couple of times to get used to these courses. I really think Joaquin Neiman has a shot to be there on Sunday. Um, a little bit further down the board, just a course history player right here, Mark Leishman. Leishman is a guy who has um, just played really well at Augusta. You know, he's actually been playing very well recently, too. You know, he's on the wrong side of the draw at the players, missed the cut is what it is, but he's had a really good season Leishman has this year. And, you know, his talent level fits the skill set to play Augusta well, and he's shown it. Again, good course history, Leishman, big number, guy I want to be on. One, uh, two, uh, two other long shot players I'll mention. One guy, Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim has played this course well. Uh, he had a pretty good tournament last week at Valero, uh, played decently at, in the match play, had a couple wins. Uh, didn't advance, but had a couple wins. Played decently uh, at the Valero. Had a chance to win into Sunday. Didn't really have a strong Sunday. Took him out of it, but played himself into contention there. He's played this course very well, especially gotten better recently. Struggled early on, but again, gotten better as he's gotten a little bit more consistent in this game. Big number. I uh, think he's a play to potentially contend in the top 20 range. The only guy I mentioned earlier, Robert McIntyre. McIntyre's a lefty. We've seen lefties play well here. Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson former champions. McIntyre is a good shot uh, shaper. He's one of the top talented players, young talented players on the European tour played well in his debut last year. Uh, interesting name. He's played over. He's been playing um, in a pretty decent tournament last week at Valero played a little bit more uh, stateside as opposed to playing over in Europe mostly, but a little bit good history here. I think he's going to be able to build upon his success, la success last year, McIntyre and have a good weekend. And uh, I think at a, at a big shot, cheap price on DraftKings, I think McIntyre's a guy to look at here. Um, those are a couple guys that uh, want to be in the mix. I, I think there is a lot of room for some live betting here. I think getting some updates here. I think looking at players who are crafty or good at bogey avoidance, guys who have played well in Hawaii, uh, players who have uh, strong skills, skill set, guys 
around the green. Um, good putters from distance, bogey avoiders are the players that I will want to look at um, when I'm building a card, building a lot of these props, a lot of these matchups, you know, matching up somebody who has good course history versus not course history, matching up somebody who is a nice long ball hitter versus somebody who maybe um, is a shorter hitter, matching up somebody who's not so strong around the greens for someone who does have some um, good saves, good talent around the greens might be the way to look at uh, this tournament as well, but it's the masters. Um, a lot of opinion, of course, before I go, I got to mention Tiger Woods. I would love to see Tiger Woods play Tiger Woods. Of course, like many of us who love the game of golf, uh, just an absolute idol. Uh, be amazing to see him play. You know, he's, he knows this course inside and out. Makes total sense for him to play this course. Um, can he contend? Of course he can. He's Tiger Woods. Do I think he will? Not being off for 17 months, that's for sure. Would I be surprised to see him in the mix? I will never be surprised to see Tiger Woods in the mix. I would love to see him out there. I'm not going to bet him. I'm not going to play him in, in, in DK, Daily Fantasy. I, I would just love as a golf fan, as a sports fan, to see Tiger Woods back and be better for our game, that's for sure. But um, that's, that's the Masters. A lot of pools out there. Uh, a lot of ways to get involved, a lot of fun ways to get involved. Good luck. Enjoy it. You can see every shot on the Masters has great coverage for what they do. Uh, remember, player pool, size that down, take 20 names off the top, really focus in on some matchups, um, some make-the-cut numbers if they come out. Some of those um, top 20s, top 30s, top 40s that have a little bit more um, easy variance, so to speak, um, getting some smaller numbers, but maybe cashing some of those numbers as well with some of these prices, all right? Good luck. Enjoy the Masters. And this, again, this is Ian Ramos with the Line Movers Network, Putting for Dough Podcast. We'll see you next week. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.